It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's wake up, Wyoming. It is a Friday, and yeah, it's on the cold side out there. I mean, really on the cold side out there. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So officially on a Friday means it's open phones all the way. Now, as I've told you many times on this program, there are hosts who only do open phones on Fridays. With me, you get some every single day at some point. And on Friday, it's the entire program, except for those times when Miss Mary might have had a guest booked or something like that. All right, temperature-wise, some of you are actually in the single digits this morning. And most everybody else is in the teens right now as the cold front just keeps on pushing through the area. According to Don Day's forecast, you might have heard it just before I started talking in your local area. It's bit of a reprieve today from what we had yesterday, but still cold temperatures. And then there's that second of the one-two punches that he was talking about that's going to hit us as we get into the weekend here. So it just means more cold weather coming in. So we'll talk about that, but hang on. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, one of the stories, uh, Mike Rowe last night, by the way, for those people who went to the Ford Wyoming Center, which is in Casper, Wyoming, and I know I was talking with Don Dave this morning. Even he drove all the way up from Cheyenne to see Mike Rowe. Uh, good talk. It's a very good talk. There is a company that basically they sell and service cat machines uh, for those, you know, the, the big Tonka toys, those kind of cats, Caterpillar. And they're the ones who brought him up. And so uh, Mike Rose spoke at the college uh, in Casper and then spoke, uh, spoke at the Ford Wyoming Center to a pretty good-sized crowd. I had free tickets after I had interviewed him. Of course, I get complimentary tickets. The only good thing about my tickets is when it was time to leave, I could just get up and walk out. Everybody else had to climb up from down below. Because the center is like it's like it's in a pit. It's a, it's really nice. Perfect for if you're going to a basketball game, something like that. You know, you sit in an area where like picture the basketball court below and all the fans sitting up in the stands above. And the way this is built into the hillside, when I was done, I stood up and turned around and walked right out the door and straight out to the parking lot. Everybody else was down below me. So, in other words, they gave me the nosebleed section. But that's what free tickets get you. Also shows you how important I am in the state of Wyoming, because I got the nosebleed section as far away from Mike Rowe as possible. And I did think it was kind of funny, because I could see him on stage as he was talking. But he was so distant from where I was. Now, on either side of him were these big screens, so we could get a closer look. So I spent most of my time watching him on the big screen, thinking, 
Well, this is no different than watching him on television. I could have just watched him on television. But anyway, here he is in person. Now, I am working on a story right now. A couple of things. There's a story Mike Rowe told about this big, tall cowboy. This tall cowboy, they call him. So he went to a restaurant. The Silver Fox, I think is what it's called. And it, this is, he was a... Uh, was it Thursday or Wednesday? One of those. He, he was eating there. And somebody paid his tab. Yeah, and he had ordered, and, and he had a Bloody Mary, he had food, you know, someone paid his tab. And when asked who, because he wanted to thank the person, oh, he left. Well, okay, if I sign the receipt, would, would you give that to him as a thank you? Like autograph the receipt. Sure. So what was his name? Oh, I don't know. We just called him Tall Cowboy. So that went viral. What I'm working on right now, Miss Mary, if you're listening, what I'm working on right now, I just got to finish it up. Tammy is, is a lady who listens to this program, and she met Mike Rowe. He's very gracious. I went right home when I was done with the sh- when the program was over, and he walked off the stage. It's you know, far it is past my bedtime. Yeah, so I went right home. I went right to bed and fell asleep. Mike, on the other hand, made a point to walk out and start talking to people. He wound up outside with Tammy. And they were exchanging pictures on their cell phones. And he made snow angels with her. I have that. With one of Mike Rowe's big-time fans, they were laying in the Wyoming snow making the snow angels. And just having a good time. But that gives you an idea of the kind of character that he is, which I knew he would be when he came on this program and we had a conversation on air here. I thought, man, this guy is as easy to talk to as I thought he was going to be. But mostly what he talked about during the course of this event was, I mean, he talked about his career, where he started and what he went through, how many jobs he went through, and how that all led up to dirty jobs, which was his idea that he pitched to a network. He was actually fired because of it. He was doing a program in California, like a local television magazine, evening magazine program. And his mom called him and suggested before the old man dies, he's 90 years old now, maybe you want to do something where you actually look like you're doing like real work because that's what his family valued. So he was not supposed to do anything like this, but he went and followed a sewer worker into the sewers to show what a guy who works in the sewers under the city actually does. Well, airing that got him fired. I don't know why. I guess that's not what his program was supposed to be about, but that's what got him fired. But he pitched the idea. He took that video and sent it to the Discovery Channel, and they thought, hmm, disgusting, good idea. And at the time, it was perfect timing because there was an actor's, like there sort of is now, an actor's and writer's strike. And so they were looking for content, and there wasn't much content out there. And the idea of reality television was really new. Not many people were doing it. So this idea seemed great. And it became the number one show on cable for many years. Number one show. Just because he pitched that idea. But it gave him this idea as he started to do it of work ethic, which his family already had, but he said he had lost for a while. But then he gained that work ethic back as he showed up to place after place around the country. And by the way, the ideas for dirty jobs came from listeners who wrote letters. If you thought that job was disgusting, Mike, you should show up and do this. 
Yeah, and that's how they got ideas for shows. And he was on the road a lot. But thoroughly enjoying and learning a lot about what work ethic really was. And which is part of his talk, how he, his theory as to how America lost a lot of that work ethic. And what we can do to get it back. And what he's trying to do to get it back. So I thought it was a really interesting, engaging talk. I'm glad he was not just on air with me, but he came to Wyoming. He spoke at the local college, which I was glad that he did. You know, some college kids really could, they really do need to hear what he has to say. But also the idea of sitting down with a Wyoming audience, which most everybody in the audience gets, and he understood that. He said several times, I'm in Wyoming. I don't need to tell you this. You know this. This is Wyoming. He's not talking to a crowd who doesn't get what he's all about. Then he goes outside and meets everybody. And it was freezing out there. It was like 16 degrees. And he's meeting and chatting with everybody and taking pictures and doing snow angels and stuff like that. So, you know, great guy. Glad he came to town. Hope he comes back again someday because it really was just refreshing to have someone like that come to town and talk to us about what, again, we already know. Most everybody in Wyoming already has those work ethics. But it's good to hear that reinforcing. Good to know someone like him is out there pushing this idea across the country, even speaking to Congress and so many other people about the idea of a, a good work ethic and what that means and where things actually come from, like your plumbing, like your electricity, like your food, where are those things. Now, I, I got some good stories to tell you today, some interesting things to talk about. But I'm actually going to build on that idea just a little bit more about how we've lost touch with where things really do come from. 615, wake up. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. Six twenty-three is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so I went to the micro event last night. One of the takeaways that I got, I thought, it was a really interesting question that Mike was asked about work ethic in America today, and I liked his answer for this because when asked about work ethic, there's the typical liberal response and the typical conservative response as to why young people don't really get into working like older generations did. But I like his explanation, Mike's explanation on this, which was, look, there's really nothing out there that inspires young people. It really, there's nothing that just at this point that we are doing as an older generation to inspire young people to really want to do this. And he told the story, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but he told a story about how he was going to Alaska. You know those shows that you watch on television where there's Alaska crabbing ships? And that's a very dangerous job. I mean, the injury rate is 100%. If you're doing that job, you're going to get injured. You're going to break something, you're going to bash your head, whatever the case is. The injury rate, everybody gets hurt. The serious injury, like your broken arm, something like that is uh, a little more than half. The death rate is about one a week. It's a very dangerous job crabbing out there in off Alaska. Mike went out there to do it. Now he just narrates the shows. When If you watch some of those shows, you might hear his voice narrating. 
But um, he went out there to do an episode trying to work on one of those boats. And, yes, he wound up as one of the injured. It took him three weeks to shoot the thing. And he said he went to three separate funerals while he was there. So the statistics are correct. But the show was so inspiring that he did. And it led to some television series out there about crabbing. And the shows are so interesting and so inspiring to watch people work like that. Now the crabbers out there find that there's a line of young people on the dock waiting to try that job. It's a dangerous job. It doesn't pay as much as as you might think. But they just were inspired by the idea of the job. In other words, in many cases, it's not that someone's lazy or... They're just not inspired to do it. Why don't kids do so well in school? I can tell you why I didn't. At times when I was really not doing well in school, it was because I didn't have anyone inspiring me to do well. At that point, I can honestly say when I take a look at my teachers, I had good teachers who really inspired me. And man, did I get some uh, some good work done. And I learned a lot because I had inspiring teachers who drove me on and made me want to do great things. Then I had other teachers where, dear Lord, and I've noticed the same thing in the workplace too. I've worked in places where I, like here, like what I'm doing now, I cannot wait to get here in the morning and I'm sorry when it's over. And I've worked in other places where the atmosphere is set by the boss and also some other people there, but mainly the boss is the leader, the boss sets the tone. And the tone was set so poorly that nobody wanted to show up to work and get anything done. Nothing inspiring about it. Not just grabbing people's imagination, but grabbing their intellect as well. And that means a lot to people. What makes a young person get up in the morning and go rushing off to do something that they really want to do? I was watching, and I I didn't think I'd use this, but I'm going to end up using it. Earlier this week, I came across a video, and the only reason I mention the person's race is because it matters to the story. There's an older black gentleman, and I mean gentleman. He is well-dressed, well-groomed, well-spoken, he is educated, and he's a very successful businessman. And he was noticing his younger son wanted to be a rap star. Really? Where did that come from? That's not who he is, not what he's trying to raise his son to be. And then when he heard the lyrics his son was writing for these rap songs, oh, my Lord, it's gangster, it's uh, raunchy, foul language. And then he realizes, well, what's inspiring him? He's sitting around watching videos of rap artists, and he's inspired by it and wants to do that. But what if somebody else had it? Somebody or something else had inspired this young man, captured his imagination, got his excitement up, and made him want to do it. Then the kid would be totally different. And he was trying to explain to his son, son, you grew up in a gated community. Okay? A rich kid in a gated community. What is this? But this gentleman was saying that this is what's corrupted his kid. Being around this garbage that made the kid think, I want to be like that. And I think Mike Rowe was onto something as he talked about what really inspires young people to want to be whatever it is they want to be, including showing up for blue-collar jobs that do pay really well. 
Oh, they would show up if they were inspired. Morning, Mikey's from Leeds, South Dakota. Heidi John from Granite Canyon. Sister Deer in Lake Wales. Yeah, Glad Brother got up to work after staying up late with normal people. Yeah, well, most of the people listening to this program are not normal, Sister Deer. I've got like five hours sleep. At some point, I'm going to crash. Chet Yoder, hello. And Jim and Casper, I'll read all of your notes in just a moment from now. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast right after that. Then you and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six thirty-six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming until I John and Granite Candy. Morning, Glenn. 20 degrees here. Yeah, I'm in the teens, low teens, like 12. No. Uh, sorry, 12 degrees is not a teen. <laughs> 12 teen degrees? Now it's 12 degrees. So it's not in the teens. It's below that. Some people are like Gillette's in the single digits right now. Depends on where you are. So, okay, since I was talking about Mike Rowe's visit and what he said that I thought was really interesting, and I, I liked his take on it. Mike from Leeds, South Dakota, said to inspire people to work, stop the free food, housing, and clothing. Now that certainly does it, Yes. That certainly does. But what is it when we have all of these jobs available that are good paying jobs, really good paying jobs, and people just don't want to show up and do it? They just really don't. They're not even trying to look for work. I often wonder, what are you doing if you're not even trying to look for work? What exactly? Are you just trying to live on the government doll? What's going on here? Now, I've never understood personally. I can say I've never understood that because... At a very young age, I was already working. I One time, and I really love this moment, I always remember it, I heard my dad talking to my mom. And this is when I'm a teenager. And Sister Dear, it was after Dairy Queen. I had jobs after Dairy Queen. And uh, as soon as we would go up to the family cabin, but when I'd come back, I'd always find another job. After work, I'd go to work. After school, I'd go to work. And I heard my dad tell my mom... That he was really proud of me because when I would get off school, I would go rushing off to my job. And nobody told me I had to do that. I just did it. And it didn't matter what job I had. I was really proud of myself before I ever heard my dad say that, that I was just getting up and going to work every single day, no matter what, no matter how tired I was, because I had that, you know, ethic to just somehow instill to me just to go get that job and to work. And even if it was a lowly job, I was really proud of the fact that I was busting my butt. Now, how do you inspire people like that? Now, yeah, Mike, you got it right. If they don't have any welfare coming in, no free housing, no free food, stuff like that, sure. But how do you get people excited about work again? Mike Rowe said he had written a letter to Barack Obama that that never was answered. But the idea is Obama pushed what he called shovel-ready jobs. And Mike Rowe wrote him a letter saying, well, very interesting. You want to hand out a bunch of money for shovel-ready jobs. But what you need to do is get people interested in the shovel to make them want to go out and do that, to get excited about picking up the shovel in the first place. And that's part of the reason, not the only reason, but one of the reasons that shovel-ready jobs didn't work because nobody was interested in going out and picking up the shovel. 
Love it, though, when I do watch Dirty Jobs or How America Works, and I see people with really low-level and disgusting jobs, although they get paid well for them, but they are just so proud to be doing what they're doing. Even though it's a filthy, smelly, disgusting job sometimes, but they love what they do and are happy to do it. And when they do get paid, they're proud of that because they work hard to earn it. That's kind of ethic is something that is missing. And Micro went into why that was missing. Let's see. Uh, Chet, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, Twinkled Rain still wants your guns. I'll get into that maybe later on this morning. And I like the fact that you're calling him Twinkle Brains. Milo Fort Danger, I blame government's COVID shutdown. Well, Milo, I think it's before the government shutdown on COVID. Because one of the things Mike Rowe was talking about was when he was in high school. And he graduated like late 70s in from high school, right? When he was in high school, they were pushing the idea of you've got to get that college education because you don't want a job where you would show up and get dirty, do you? You want to work in a nice air-conditioned office. and So they made, they pushed the idea on high school kids of that time that really, I mean, if you're someone who's like a mechanic or a plumber, well, that's just a lowly human being. I mean, you should feel sorry for people like that. And because of that, it was... I don't want to say bread out of people, but that work ethic was uh, taught out of people, maybe is a better way to put it. Because we grew up with the idea that, oh, you don't want to get a blue-collar job. You don't want to be one of those people. No, you want to be one of the high-educated people who gets paid good money and you don't get your hands dirty with where you work. No, that that started at something we did in school at a very early age. He also pointed out, by the way, Mike Rowe did get a degree. He did go to college, and he said, I got a degree, and it did serve me well. But his degree at the time cost him, it was four years of college he went to, it cost him $12,000. He looked into it recently. The same degree today would cost him 90000 What happened? Same degree. What happened now that it cost him $90,000? And once again, we spent a long time in America teaching kids, you don't want a blue-collar job. Those poor blue-collar people, they're only there because they have nowhere else to go because they didn't get a college education or they're stupid, maybe. That's what happened long before COVID came along. 642 Wake Up Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. I'm so happy to be here, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire, the situation's dire. A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but I'm just happy to be here. 6.48's the time. Off we go to the crypt where Frank Gambino is working by. Frank, what kind of work did you do when you were a kid to earn money? Um, shoveled, um, snow. Okay. Off garage roofs. Sure. You know, uh, you, you, there's some elderly people just couldn't do it, so you yeah. made a couple of bucks there. Yeah. You raked some leaves, you <clears throat> know, sure. maybe picked up some garbage, you yeah. know, um, 
do some errands for folks sure. in the neighborhood. Sure, mow some lawns, stuff like that. Yeah, the, that was pretty much yeah. it, yeah. yeah. For, yeah. Another thing, and then Roman's the garbage for, like, bottles that you can return for a nickel. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, uh, lemonade stand? No. Okay, I did I did all of you said plus a lemonade stand. There was a kid, when we were kids, there was a kid in Miami who started doing some uh, just errands. He knew there were people at home, like a mom at home with a baby. And she needed things and couldn't get out to go get them. So he would get on his bike and go ride to the store to pick up diapers, whatever the mom might need. Yeah. Errands, right? And then he got so busy doing it. Of course, he's living in a major city. You mm-hmm. know, so there's a lot of people that he can help out. He eventually had to start hiring people to help out. <laughs> and what, he started a company. Yes. And now he's young. I mean, he's he's not even in high school yet. Then one day his mom walks into his bedroom and sees him sitting there counting out cash so he can make payroll. And she realizes he has adults working for him, driving around in cars. And so we better go ahead and get you an accountant and get you signed up as a business because the IRS is going to come after you. And so they set him up. The reason I know about this kid is because he became a millionaire while he was in high school. In high school? Yes. With this business. Holy cow. What were we doing with our lame selves at the time? Probably driving those trucks around, delivering uh, yeah, stuff, and this, and somebody else is making money, shoveling snow off of somebody else's yeah. roof, and yeah. watching. You know, we, we didn't have video games to play back then, but you and I were basically goofing off most of the time. We were outside in the alley playing baseball, yes, football. Yeah, while this kid was out there thinking, okay, I need to hire two more adults with vehicles <laughs> to drive around all over South Beach. Perfect. The high school football playoffs begin today uh, and tonight statewide. All four of the 4A postseason games will be at 6 p.m. Sheridan at 9-0 and is the number one seed. They'll host 2-7 and Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East is the second seed at 8-1. and They will be at home tonight to take on 3-6 and Rock Springs. Natrona is the third seed. They'll sport a record of 6-3. and They have an interesting game tonight in Casper taking on 4-5 and Cheyenne Central. In Gillette, Campbell County will battle, battle Thunder Basin. Both of those teams are 6-3. and And 1A9 man, Pine Bluffs at 6-2 and will be on the road at 7 Seven and one big pining and one a six man KC at six and three will be at home to meet five and three Dubois at two p.m. Keep track of all the prep football scores tonight on wildpreps.com. College football: The Wyoming Cowboys have Boise State tomorrow afternoon. The Pokes looking for their first win ever in Boise. Both teams are coming off bye weeks. The Cowboys are five and two overall, two and one in Mountain West play with a loss to Air Force their last time out. Boise State is a mediocre three and four and two and one in league play with a loss to Colorado State their last time out. Pokes, um, you know, hoping to get running back Harrison. Whaley back on the field. They missed the Air Force game with a leg injury. This could be a really compelling game tomorrow afternoon. It's a 3.30 start. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Gasper and KOWB in Laramie. High school volleyball regional tournaments begin today statewide with double elimination tournaments. The 4A West will be in Green River with Kelly Walsh taking on Green River at 11.30. The 4A East Regional will be in Sheridan. Larrabee's the number one C. will play in the short of the first round at 10. Then Cheyenne Central will take on Campbell County at 11.30. Cheyenne East and Sheridan at 1. Thunder Basin will play Cheyenne South at 2.30. The 3A East Regional in Moorcroft, Glenrock will play Wheatland at 11.45. The 2A East Regional in Wright, Pine Bluffs meets Tongue River in round one. And the Fending State Champion Burns will play Sundance. In 1A, the 
1-8 East will be in Hewlett. Midwest plays Rock River 10-30 this morning while Casey takes on Southeast at noon. Keep track of all the volleyball scores on wildpreps.com. College volleyball, the Wyoming Cowgirls beat Boise State and Laramie last night, 25-14, 25-15, 25-17 to get the 16-6 and overall, 5-6 and in Mount West Plain. They'll host Utah State on Saturday afternoon. Tonight in Laramie, the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will host Metro State at 6-30 in exhibition game. Cowboys are coming off a utterly forgettable season in 2022-23. Then a large collection of players left the program. One of their main newcomers, Mason Walters from Jamestown University in North Dakota, suffered a thumb injury. He could be out 10 to 12 weeks. He was the NIA, NAIA Player of the Year. Game time at 6.30 tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. That's it in sports. I know you're heading out this morning. Well, I, I don't know. Oh. Um, the weather called it off? Well... When the roads say black ice, yes, I'm not exactly sure. Now this is also at seven in the morning. Yeah, no, at not eight in the morning it may change, but then again it may not. So yeah. to be honest, be honest with you, Glenn, uh-huh. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, wise decision. Well, there's candy. I don't up know. Here. I don't know what I'm Did- doing, and I may go somewhere later on this you know this evening. Yeah. But this morning I'm Did- I don't. No. Wise decision. It is slickery out there right slickery, now. Slickery, so, yes. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. All okay, right. I'll... All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wild. mid Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for uh, joining me. It's a Friday. Glad you made it. I do have a quick guest at 720. For people who like supporting veterans and so on, uh, you'll like this interview, which we do every year at this time. But okay. Before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, you're in, we'll call it a really hot nightclub. And I mean, not just because all the hottest people are there, but it's just stinking hot. Because everybody's on the floor dancing to Greta. Big screen televisions looking down, arms in the air, sweat flying all over the place. Angry Greta staring down from those television screens. How dare you? So, okay. Here's the latest on this, and I'm sorry to say, people were sending me this yesterday. I waited till I got a full story on this, and this is where it's disappointing to me. Now, so you understand, just because I have disagreements with someone doesn't mean I demonize them. There's a lot of people I know and I disagree with, but I like them. They're decent people, just we're not on the same page in some things, all right? I don't think just because you disagree with someone on any issue, you need to demonize the person. And in this case, I'm talking about our governor, Mark Gordon, who I've met and talked to many times, both just personally and also as a host talking to a guest, right? And he's the governor. Even before he was governor, I've had him on the program as a guest. And I always thought he was a decent man, and he is. But we disagree when it comes to this whole cult of climate change thing. And he's getting Wyoming involved 
in carbon capture and sequestration. Now, he was good enough to come on his program to give his point of view about it, and I let him talk. And we had some disagreements on the air, but they were polite, respectful disagreements. This is where, though, I've also asked some of our state legislators, not just the ones that represent me here where I am now, but also others that I just know across Wyoming. Hey, can we do something about this? Can we just put a stop to this? Because the governor's getting us involved in all sorts of stuff that's costing a ton of money based on junk science. And it's not doing well for our Wyoming economy either or the nation. Here's the latest. From Cowboy State Daily, Freedom Caucus slams Governor Gordon for climate change remarks at Harvard University. So, okay. Governor Mark Gordon under fire from Wyoming Freedom Caucus for comments he made about the state's energy goals during his visit to Harvard University. And you got to say it that way. <laughs> during his talk at the East Coast School, Gordon said Wyoming needs to urgently address climate change by going carbon negative. There's where Mark Gordon and I disagree. We do not need to go carbon negative. It's not a pollutant. It's good for the planet to have CO2 in the air. We're a dead planet without it. In fact, if anything, the science shows us we could use some more in the air, not less. Now, we've talked about that before, but let's read on. Gordon was at the Harvard Kennedy School Institute of Politics in Massachusetts on Monday promoting the decarbonization the West initiative he established in his role as chairman of the Western Governors Association. Quote, it is clear we have... A warming climate, Gordon said. It is clear that carbon dioxide is a major contributor to that challenge. There is an urgency in addressing that issue. See, there's where he and I, and I know many of you also just disagree. And I can go into the whole spiel before that you've heard me do it before about climate change and how it's a natural thing. No, it is not primarily driven by CO2 or human production of co2 but okay let's read on his comments drew the attention of the wyoming freedom caucus which the next day issued a scathing statement saying the governor is uh, chastising wyoming's legacy and industries as far as we know they say the state of wyoming has not unilaterally decided to wholly abandon our legacy industries and this is not a decision that the governor can make. Our state economy is not controlled by any elected official. No, we're a free market economy. Still, the governor has got us into carbon sequestration initiatives. Even that one initiative with Colorado that would just pull CO2 out of the thin air. And I've asked some members, and I'll ask them again, uh, of our own Wyoming delegation, House and Senate here in Wyoming. Is there something we can do here to just put a stop to this until we get a different governor who doesn't think this way? Can we just do this? And they've said they would, they're looking into it, but I would like, I'm going to push them a little bit more. Can we just stop this, please? Get us out of all of this carbon sequestration nonsense and instead tell the truth about CO2. Not continue to refer to it as a pollutant, but all right. On Thursday morning, Fox News published a story about how the governor's speech has been received by the staunchly conservative Freedom Caucus, including an interview with the group's chairman, Representative State John Bear Republican Gillette. Gordon told Cowboy State Daily on Thursday that he doesn't think very highly of the story that the comments he made at Harvard were completely consistent with the energy policies he promoted during his time as governor. 
really, Fox News gratuitous comments. So in other words, the governor doesn't like the way he was portrayed in the story. All right. Bear told Cowboy State Daily that the governor's comments are embarrassing for the state. Depends heavily on its legacy of... Um, he said fossil fuels. I'm going to go ahead and talk to him and see if I can get him to start saying organic fuels instead. And in, in, in those industries that invested in alternative energy directly hurts Wyoming's organic fuel economy and its ability to compete with China. Since China doesn't follow the same environmental standards as the United States, Bear said... Divesting from organic fuels will only put Wyoming and America's economies behind the world market because alternative energies are not producing at the same level. He said Gordon needs to put more focus on this piece. We as Wyomingites have to band together, he said, to ensure a future legacy for our industry. So you get the idea. Bear said a green-friendly uh, federal subsidies has resulted in alternative energies reaching a much larger deserved footprint in the state's economy that Gordon should not encourage. This spring, the governor vetoed a bill that would have prohibited wind farms owned by independent power producers from using eminent domain to build transmission lines through private property to connect to a power grid, investment to alternative energies also has been reported by some for contributing to Rocky Mountain Power's rate increase. By the way, I would like to thank Cowboy State Daily. Instead of, because I've complained about this before, instead of saying green energy, sustainable energy, you know, things like that, which they're not, instead they're saying alternative energies. That's better. I appreciate that a whole lot more. Just now, if we can just get on the bit about saying organic fuels rather than fossil fuels. And I'm not trying to get Orwellian. I'm trying to call these things a bit more accurately with what they are. All right. Mandy May and Casper, clear to me that uh, Rhino Gordon is on the take with big business and doesn't support Wyoming people in business. I-80 John Glenn, his term is, uh, he is a term-limited governor who's looking for his next job. Yeah, could be. Milo for danger. I wonder if climate change people are enjoying eating. Uh, Gordon needs to go away. Well, I would just, I want our House and Senate to put a stop to this. Okay, in next election, let's get someone who will also further put a stop to this. 7.15, wake up my own. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So it is important around this time of year to start planning in advance for some of the celebrations that we have, including celebrations for those people who really need to be honored in America, I mean, above all, which would be, of course, those people who have laid to rest in graves across America because they made that ultimate sacrifice for us. Katie Morgan's on the phone with me, Reese Across America. Morning, Katie. Good morning. So this, again, we get together to figure out what you need to make sure that we can go ahead and decorate and we're doing this specifically. Which site are you working for? Uh, Green Hill Cemetery in Laramie. Okay. Now, that's one, but I know that you're not the only one across the region doing that. So people listening to this conversation 
check your local VFW post here. But so Reef Across America, where did that start? Reef Across America began in 1992 when uh, workers in Massachusetts had extra reef left over during the holiday season, and they donated them to Arlington. Then they formed a nonprofit organization, and since then the uh, exercise has grown, and now they place literally millions of reefs at thousands of uh, locations here in the United States and across the world. Okay. So out there in Laramie, it sounds like you're getting together for, what does it say, fundraising breakfast? Uh, yes. Every year, this time of year, we're raising funds to buy reefs, and we partner with the local VFW here in Laramie. We're doing a breakfast on Sunday, November 5th, the buffet, between 8 and noon. Uh, tickets are $10 a person, available at the door, and all the proceeds will go to buy wreaths this year. Well, here's the most important question. What's for breakfast? What's the breakfast? Yeah. Uh, well, the DFW here in Laramie does a wonderful breakfast every Sunday morning, so it'll be their normal breakfast stuff. It'll be eggs and uh, bacon and... French toast and all that good Sunday breakfast stuff. Okay, that sounds perfect. And plenty of coffee while we're at it, too. Okay, so oh yeah, for those people who want to learn more, I know it's reeseacrossamerica.org, right? Now, there's also yes. a Wyoming chapter, which they can go ahead and type that in as well. I just think the best way to do it is Reese Across America, Wyoming. Just go ahead and do a search engine for that, and it'll pop yeah, right up. It will, and it'll show you. You can do a search of all the different cemeteries in Wyoming that are uh, uh, part of the program this year and all the groups in Wyoming that are organizing to raise money for reeds at the different cemeteries. I know that they're doing it in Cheyenne and Wheatland and Casper, a lot of different locations, in addition to us here in Laramie. Okay, so let's get people to your breakfast once again. Just follow the nose to the coffee and bacon. So they want to be where, when? Uh, the Laramie VFW over on East Starfield between 8 and noon. Tickets at the door. And everybody is welcome to come, enjoy breakfast, and all the proceeds go to buy reefs. All right. Thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And 723 is the time. 888-97. What's the phone number? 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So going back to Governor Gordon, who, again, was speaking at Harvard University, and speaking at Harvard, he talked about his initiative to make Wyoming carbon neutral or carbon negative, even, he said. In which case, that's one of the disagreements, a big disagreements I have with Mark Gordon on that. We we don't need to be I'll, – I'll show you why in just a moment. Rhiannon Fort Danger, I'm having – I think, Rhiannon, you have a good point because I've thought about this too. I'm having a hard time understanding Gordon and what he truly wants to be doing on one hand, he mentions preserving our energy industry in Wyoming, but on the other hand, well, you see, there's a thing. I, he, can he have this both ways? This is where he gets into a lot of the carbon capture. Okay. On the other hand, he says he wants to do away with what makes it great. Does he even know what he wants to do? I think he does want it sort of both ways. We can go ahead and use coal and gas and stuff like that, but we got to keep it in the ground. You know, we got to we got to capture that CO2. we got to keep it in the ground. I don't think Gordon, well, has really, I, he thinks he's looked at the science of this, but like so many other people, I don't think he actually has. Let me go back to, I played this before, but I'm going to play it again. 
this is one of there's two guys who founded the organization Greenpeace. This is one of the two guys. His name is Dr. Patrick Moore. Projected CO2 level in the absence of human emissions. There it goes through that red line. Everything dies. It could be a million years from now or two, but that's not very long in the situation of life's history. So life would have killed itself inadvertently by creating armor plating in the sea. And we inadvertently are replenish it by finding fossil fuels and making cement. We didn't know that we were doing this positive role. But basically, my paper, The Positive Influence of Human CO2 Emissions on the Survival of Life on Earth, is available on the Internet. And it goes through the whole story. And we are life's savior, salvation, not its destroyer. Because it would have gone down if we had not intervened, if we had not stopped the continuous sedimentation of calcium carbonate on the ocean floor. Now, there's also the current crazy idea uh, for those people in the cult of climate change. At first, they were telling us, plant more trees, plant more trees. You got to plant trees because, you know, that that absorbs CO2. Got to plant those trees. But now they've gone on to say, and we got to make sure to bury those trees, too, because, see, the trees collect all of that CO2, but then the tree dies. Or worse yet, is caught up in a forest fire. But either way, either way, whatever happens to it, it's going to release all that CO2 back into the atmosphere. And that's dangerous. That's poison. You can't have that because that's a pollutant. So they want to bury the trees way underground so it won't release the CO2 back into the atmosphere. And the answer is, no, you want to. It's good that it does. It's good that it collects the CO2 because, look, basic science, you know this, but let's review. Basic science. So there's the CO2 little molecule floating around, and the plant draws that in, and it takes the carbon out, and that helps the plant grow. Trees, bushes, grasses, whatever. That helps it to grow. It's basically airborne fertilizer. Then, after it uses that as energy... It releases the oxygen back into the air, which we breathe. Good for them, good for us. It's a symbiotic relationship there. And as I pointed out many times with many other articles that I've posted about how even NASA has pointed out, well, the Earth is getting greener because there's more CO2 out there. It makes for a greener planet. If you want a planet that... oh. I'll see if I can get into this in the next segment here. Give me a minute when I call this up. This is uh, an article that I came across that has to do with CO2 and greening. But if we actually got, I've talked about it before, but here's a study that shows us. As we get warmer, and the planet is getting warmer, not at the drastic rate that they're telling us, but it is getting warmer. And so as the northern hemisphere above us, like Canada, parts of Russia get warmer, that actually promotes the expansion of farming in northern areas, which is nothing but good for the planet. If we're farming up there, good for human beings, good for the planet. I have that story right here. So a warming planet is a good thing. But again, the planet is not warming because there's so much CO2 in the air. That's not primarily what's causing it. There's many other things that work. Dialing back the CO2 won't change the warming. 
I'll talk all about that coming up in just a minute. Coming up on 7.30. Local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Don Day joins me at 7.45 because he's got the long story on today's forecast and the second of the one-two weather punches coming our way. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Spreading across Wyoming faster than a new case of measles. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Seven thirty-six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, okay. Um, get back to... I've talked about this before, but now here's a little bit more scientific evidence on to back me up. Headline from Climate Depot in the New Scientist magazine. Climate change, which, of course, is a natural process, right, will prompt the expansion of farming in northern wilderness areas. Vast areas of wilderness in Russia and Canada and Alaska will become more suitable for farming. See, that's nothing but good for not just human beings, but the entire planet. Now, I wonder, did I have, aha, yes, I still have it here. That reminds me of a song by Ray Stevens, where he talked about this exact thing. So it wasn't just me. Even Ray Stevens, who did the streak, that song, thought about this Years ago, we have two real pioneers embarking upon a new career, capitalizing on this global warming hype. Yeah, they're the ones that brought you the left-handed hammer and tried to market a recycled pamper. You could say the Gullivan brothers have always been the entrepreneurial type. But this next harebrained gullible venture could be earmarked as the major clincher as to whether or not they'll be living it up in their retirement age. They put all they had into one bank row, bought a bunch of land down at the South Pole, eagerly awaiting the impending doom of climate change, <laughs> thereby being in the catbird seat in the new Florida. And I'm all for working hard. Keep this planet clean But man-made global warming Just don't make no sense to me But if you insist on buying Into this media false alarm I know a couple of guys Who wheel and deal in frozen farms So, yeah, even Ray Stevens thought about this way back when Let's get into the story just a little bit here uh, Climate change will promote expansion of farming In northern wilderness areas it's the amount of land suitable for farming in colder regions while farming such area offset declines in crop yields elsewhere. It would also pose a threat to wild places, which I don't think it would. But, okay, there, look, there was a time that the planet was a whole lot warmer. And that doesn't necessarily mean the CO2 level was high. There was times that the planet was a lot warmer and the CO2 level was very low. But during those times when the planet was warm and the CO2 level was higher, there was more life on the planet, a lot more, including in northern hemisphere areas like Russia, like Alaska, like Canada. So 
the story says that could mean farming crops, planting at different times, using irrigation and fertilizer grown in different places. One study found that with a very high, and of course it has to get into, you know, using coal, gas, and oil. Reasons responsible for producing large proportions of food would need to shift toward the poles. In other words, right now we produce so much of our food in places like, you know, Kansas and so on. But then we would be able to move more toward the North Pole. And so they, they're they saying, well, you wouldn't be able to farm in Kansas anymore. No, actually, that just expands it toward the poles as well. It opens up more land to us. And remember now, we have found, not just in North America here in Canada, but also over in Russia, as that area, the the permafrost, as they called it, turned out to be not so permanent, and it has loosened up a bit, fro- unfrozen a bit. And they found all sorts of life, plant life, woolly mammoths up there, saber-toothed tigers, all sorts of life existed up there in massive abundance. And their idea, well, that means that uh, life in the further southern hemispheres died. No, it was actually abundant down there, too. And that's because the planet was warmer and had more CO2. Now, again, CO2 and warmth don't necessarily go together. There's times that the planet has been very hot with low CO2 levels. There's times the planet has been frozen over and CO2 levels were high. So the two don't necessarily go together. Okay, As this story here that I was just reading from was trying to make the connection between. But it's okay if we get a bit warmer. I bet a lot of you thinking right now waking up in the teens and single digits around Wyoming would like to be a bit warmer anyway. But it doesn't. the two don't necessarily go together. Now, if you're just joining me, this is because Governor Gordon was at Harvard University talking about Wyoming going carbon negative. And I'll go back to asking some of the legislators that I know in the House and Senate, can we just put a stop to that, please? Not only is it junk science, but a state like Wyoming should be preaching just the opposite. It's not representative of what the majority of Wyoming actually thinks, as a matter of fact. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. The antidote to boring morning radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 745 is the time. Let's wake up my own and off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don, it's not like you didn't warn us, but brr. I mean, some people in the single digits. Uh, yeah, in fact, we I think we saw somewhere up in the northern Bighorn Basin someone slip around minus one, minus two oh, this morning. Okay. Yeah, I, I, but, you know, not staying there for very long. No, okay. goes without saying. It's, it's cold. Yeah, now we do have pretty much a sunny day. Does that help a little bit? It does help, especially with a lot of the black ice that's on the roads and highways across, especially the northern and central parts of the state. We're in between systems today, so the sun will be out. It's just not going to warm up much, uh, but that sun will help things out quite a bit. going to be a pretty quiet day. We'll have a little bit of snow shower activity up in the far north and northwest areas of the state. And then we wait this next system that's going to straddle the Colorado-Wyoming border uh, mainly tomorrow and into tomorrow night. It's going to be really focused on that extreme south the rest of the state looking at flurries and, and just a really cold weekend. Okay. That, that, there's the thing, because you were talking about a one-two punch of that weekend is, I guess, the right hook, right? Yeah, it is the right hook, but it's uh, it's coming underneath. 
instead of the north, it's it's heading to the south. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been a week of two systems with the overall writing message being that very very cold Arctic air mass. Okay. Well, you were just describing an uppercut, so it's not a hook. Uppercut. It's an uppercut. There yeah, you go. Okay, that works. Okay. So we're going to catch it in the chin here. But now you're still not talking any from from the sounds of it, anything really drastic. Just here comes more cold. More cold. There's going to be snow accumulations. You get down that I-80 corridor. That's where you're going to feel the winter the most tomorrow. Um, then as we get through Sunday, Monday, and Halloween Tuesday, it looks dry. It's just going to be cold. Uh, temperatures will be well below average through Halloween. Um, Sunday night, tomorrow night, Monday night, there'll be a lot of teens. There's going to be some single digits out there. And in places that have snow on the ground, especially up in that northern part of the Bighorn Basin, boy, they're going to have some really cold nights. You get into those valleys, especially the river valleys, and you put several inches of snow on the ground, you get a clear, calm night. Boy, those temperatures, there's no bottom to them. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, now that doesn't actually sound all that bad, but we have to wonder about the wind factor if something else is coming in. Well, the wind isn't going to be much of a factor. Usually, okay, if good. you remember, the the rule of thumb in winter is if it gets really cold, you're not going to have a lot of wind. But when okay. it gets warmer, that's when the wind kicks in. So, to your point, the second half of the week, as we do see temperatures moderating Wednesday through Friday next week, do mm. expect the wind to pick up that. All right. Hey, have a great weekend, though. You too. All right. So uh, that's not all that bad. Just expect it to be really on the cold side. But then again, we're not necessarily going to be miserable, I guess. So if we go to the crypt, Frank Gambino is working by. Frank, when I went to buy my first automobile, I bought it from a Ford dealership. And the guy's name, his last name was Ford. Ford's Ford. Yes. So I had to. He was just a salesman there. I looked at him and said, so you can't get a job with, like, Toyota or Chevy, can you? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ford, no. He's, if he's going to be a car salesman, he's kind of yeah. stuck there. Okay. So he can be Ford, Ford. So then I came across other names. Uh, Usain Bolt, world record sprinter. Oh, same Bolt, yeah. Yes. Uh, Russell Brain, eminent British neurologist. Okay. Uh, of course, Thomas Crapper, manufacturer of Victorian toilets. Yes. Uh, let me see. Call Bill, the Crapper. Bill Medley, one of the Righteous Brothers. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Marion Moon, Buzz Aldrin's mother, maiden name. Oh, Buzz Aldrin's mother, her maiden name was Moon. Buzz Aldrin's mother's yes. maiden name was Moon. Moon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Larry Page co-founder of Google. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's yeah. a good connection there, yeah. Uh, Larry, I love this one. I remember this guy. Larry Speaker was a former Ronald Reagan spokesperson. Okay. 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 Uh, let me see. Um, William Wordsworth was a poet. Yes. See how all of this works here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Some people just have certain... Now, I always told my mother that... You know, my name is Glenn Woods. Uh, and you invented trees. I did. No, Glenn is an open field. So if you look at, let's say, a little valley and there's an open field, or the top of a mountain there's a small open field, that's a Glenn. Yes. But I told my mother, you, you named me a contradiction in terms. Yeah, you can't be open. You no, know, you can't. And then, and then they have one or the other. Yeah. There is a name for that. When your name fits your profession. Now, I'm probably going to destroy this. Atronym. A-P-T-R-O-N-Y-M. 
which means that, well, that's when the, your name oh aptly applies to whatever yeah profession that you're in. Okay. Okay. So now I wonder, do some people think about that? They they get into oh oh oh. There's a lovely lady who's up in the Gillette area who is a heart surgeon. And her name is? Heart Saw. Heart Saw. <laughs> okay. And so when I first met her, I looked at her and went, really? And she said, well, I get that reaction a lot. So. It's like the dentist, Dr. Yank and Dr. Roots. High school football playoffs beginning today statewide. All the 4A postseason games will start at 6 p.m. Sheridan at 9-0. They're the number one seed. They'll host 2-7 and seven Kelly Wall. Cheyenne East is the second seed at 8-1. and one. They'll be at home this evening to take on 3-6 and six Rock Springs. The Trona is the third seed in 4A and they'll sport a record of 6-3. and three. They have an interesting game tonight in Casper taking on 4-5 and five Cheyenne Central. And in Gillette, Campbell County will battle Thunder Basin. Both teams are 6-3. and three. And 1A-9 man, Pine Bluffs at 6-2 and two will be on the road at 7 and 1 Big Piney this afternoon. 1A 6 man Casey at 6 and 3 will be at home to meet uh, 5 and 3 Dubois at 2 p.m. this afternoon. Keep track of all the hot football scores tonight on wildpreps.com. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys at Boise State tomorrow. The folks are looking for their first win ever in Boise on that blue turf. Both teams are coming off bye weeks and the Cowboys are 5 and 2 overall, 2 and 1 in Mountain West play with a loss to Air Force their last time out. Boise State is a mediocre 3 and 4 and 2 and 1 in league play with a loss to CSU their last time out. Folks, um, you know, hoping hoping to get running back Harrison Whaley on the field for this game. He missed the Air Force contest with a leg injury. This really could be a compelling game. And that will start at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High School Volleyball Regional Tournament starts today statewide with double elimination uh, deals. The 4A West will be in Green River with Kelly Walsh taking on Green River at 11.30. The 4A East Regional will be in Sheridan. Laramie, the number one C, will play in the Trona at 10, at 10 this morning. The Cheyenne Central meets Campbell County at 11.30. East and Sheridan at 1. Thunder Basin and Cheyenne South at 2.30. In 3A, that East Region will be in Moorcroft. Glenrock meets Wheatland in the first round at 11.45. The 2A East is in right. Pine Bluffs taking on Tongue River in round 1. And defending state champion Burns playing Sundance. In 1A, the in the East Region will be in Hewlett. Midwest taking on Rock River at 10.30 this morning while KC will play Southeast at noon. Keep track of all the volleyball scores on wildpreps.com. College Volleyball, the women. Cowgirls beat Boise State and Laramie last night. 25-14, 25-15, 25-17. So they're 16 and 6 overall. 5 and 6 in Mountain West play. They'll host Utah State on Saturday afternoon. Tonight in Laramie, the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will host Metro State at 630 in an exhibition game. Cowboys are coming off an utterly forgettable season in 2022-23. Then a large collection of players left the program through the portal. One of their main newcomers, Mason Walters from Jamestown University in North Dakota suffered a thumb injury in practice and could be out 10 to 12 weeks. He was the NAIA Player of the Year a year ago. Game time at 6.30 tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. A thumb injury can take you out for that long. Well, yeah, I got, if you if you tear your, you know, stretch your ligaments, tear um, your ligaments, yeah. you, know, you know, a broken thumb is one thing. Ligament right. damage is something oh, else. Yeah. Gets to be, that's a lot like, uh, would you rather break your ankle or sprain it? Well, you know what? They, they, they People tell me a sprain is more pa- painful than a break. Yeah, that's what I often hear. Yeah, You know, I'm not going to try it, Frank. No, I, no, 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 not, no, 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 experiment with no, that. No, 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 All right, no. thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Open phones, of course, we get into the 8 o'clock hour. A lot more to talk about. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
2020. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday and you made it. Yeah, it's on the cold side out there. Some people even in the single digits, most everybody else in the teens or just below that, it's not bad. Southern Wyoming, you're not that bad yet, but as you heard Don Day's forecast, hang in there because the second punch happens this weekend as far as cold goes. Okay, open phones, of course, most dangerous time of the program ever. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple A 97 Woods, a phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Tames the subject that's fine with me. And I always do this every day, but on Fridays, it's the entire program. It's not just... You know, when I say it's open phones. So at any point, if you want to go ahead and get it out of your head, just, I mean, just clear your head before the weekend, this would be a good time to do that. Also, during the course of the morning, you'll hear me talking to various other people, but you wonder who's here? I know. I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. That's my job description. These are people using the Wake Up Wyoming app. You just download the app at the App Store. There's a lot you can do with it and it's free. And one of them is... Hit the chat option. Send me text messages because I answer them while I'm on the air. All right. Now, we do know President Biden, a bit cognitively impaired. Well, he always really had mental issues anyway. Now, though, more than ever. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. You know that cheat sheet that he's handed by his staff? And, you know, it's okay that staff will advise the president on who the reporters are, who he's talking to, what the topic, stuff like that. He has advisors there for a reason. You know, every president does. But to have a cheat sheet where there's pictures of the reporters and next to the picture is the reporter's name and who they work with. But also, in some cases, what questions they're going to ask. So Fox News had just put up, they got a really good picture or two of Biden's cheat sheet because he just recently was somewhere where he just had it in his hand. So I'm looking at one here. See if I can read this. Uh, Reporter Q&A, April 26, 2023. And it says, here's the reporter's name, courtesy of Subterranean News. Okay, Los Angeles Times is who she's with. And then the question she's possibly going to ask. Okay. That's his little cheat sheet. There's not a whole lot on it. Big, bold type and all that kind of stuff. Just just so you know. He's not the kind of guy that's just going to wing it. There are some presidents that just can. This guy needs all the help he can get. Let's go to New York City real quick. New York, this is hysterical. Remember, New York City declared itself a sanctuary city, right? Okay. 
And then as soon as southern states like Texas and Florida began busing illegal immigrants up to New York City, when the first few arrived, they declared a state of emergency. And the answer from the southern states is, well, what do you think we're going through? You, you've got nothing compared to what we're getting. But you're declaring a state of emergency. Get a load of this. New York City now offering illegal immigrants a free plane ticket to anywhere in the world. Yeah, isn't that great? The story says it's amazing what happens when they're forced to put their money where their mouth is. Their specialty in these uh, sanctuary cities is spending other people's money, not their own. And it turns out that housing, even a tiny percentage of the illegal aliens President Biden has basically invited into America, is wildly expensive. Mayor Adams, New York City, hasn't managed to find any solution to the problem. So what's his answer? Go away. Mayor Eric Adams is ramping up an effort to fly illegal immigrants to the destination of their choice. Where would you go? Figuring it's cheaper than sheltering them for months on end. And he's simultaneously warning that those opting to stay in New York will be in for a winter of sleeping outside. So you're going to be outside. You're going to be freezing. This is going to be miserable. You're going to hate this. Or we can fly you to someplace warm if you want. We'll do, just ask. We'll do it. Quote, when you're out of the room, that means you're out of the room, Adams said to reporters. Every year, my relatives show up for Thanksgiving. And they want to, All they want to do is sleep in my house. There's no more room. That's where we are right now. In recent days, the story says the mayor of the nation's largest city has been steering people who were vacated from city shelters in Manhattan office, devoted slowly to booking plane tickets and creating more uncertainty with those arrivals. By the way, the mayor here did at one point say to the people of New York, hey, have you got a spare room? Nobody, I think really, no one took him up on it. But he tried anyway. You got spare rooms? We could really... So, dispersing them across the nation wouldn't harden back to when Democrat mayors rip Republican governors like Texas, Florida, for sending illegal immigrants to the from the southern border to their cities. But city hall officials defend their efforts as, well, this is different. No one's being coerced to leave. We're offering them. You can either freeze outside or have a plane ticket to anywhere you want to go. So the plan comes from as the city deals with 130,000 that have arrived. See, at first it was just a busload. Now they're up to 130,000, which still does not come anywhere close, not even close to what these southern border states have been dealing with. Now, some have opted to fly to destinations as far away as Colombia and Morocco. New Zealand would be an appropriate destination. I hear Martha Vineyard's nice. I mean, hey, that, that's where I go back to. So you would go where? If I gave you this option, okay, we're going to say you're in America Ill- illegally. And I'm giving you the option. And here comes wintertime. You're in New York City. You would go where? And then I also have to ask the question, what do you have to travel with? You probably showed up with some clothes, stuff like that. 
Are they going to give you a little spending money too? Because once you get there, I mean, you don't want to wind up in the same situation where you have absolutely nowhere to go. And what do these other countries think? Because if he, like, it's one thing to fly someone across the nation, but if they want to go to another country, remember these people have been traveling from nation to nation to get to America, and they've crossed every single border illegally. The vast majority of them do not have passports. They're just traveling illegally. So if, if they were to be, to be flown to another nation and they don't have, how do they get through customs? You know, what about passports, things like that? Unless they just wanted to fly someplace across America and then just get dumped there, that would be a different thing. But this, the mayor is saying anywhere. Well, okay, Mr. Mayor. Let's see how you deal with that. But this is from a sanctuary city who tried to rip into the southern Republican cities and states for not bringing in illegal immigrants. Well, once they're faced with it, this is their solution. 815, wake up, wham. Blow off some steam before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hi, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Here's a young lady after my heart. According to Cowboy State Daily, a University of Wyoming student dressed as an eagle and pleaded for the birds Yeah, at a hearing about wind turbines. So <laughs> Maggie Emin, if I'm pronouncing that right, doesn't eat ramen noodles every day, she says. There are some days she changes up with peanut butter. I don't know what that has to do with the story. But if the Wyoming Public Service Commission approves a 30% electricity rate for Rocky Mountain Power, she says she wonders whether she and her classmates will even be able to afford that. So this is one of those meetings where Rocky Mountain Power is talking about rate increases. All right. All right. <clears throat> Quote, when I looked into how much more expensive they were proposing electricity to be, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous, she told Cowboy State Daily, making an appearance for day two of public uh, service commission hearings on Rocky Mountain Power's proposed hike. She said, I know we have college students who can barely afford what they're doing right now. So here's this proposed estimate that they can't afford an electric bill. She had another reason, though, which is why she showed up dressed up in an eagle costume. It didn't have anything to do with Halloween. By the way, she's trying to bring attention to something which I've talked about on this program, which this story says is just frightening. The issue is an increasing number of eagle kills by wind turbines as more of them pop up across the Wyoming landscape. I am so glad there's other people trying to bring this to the forefront. If anything, I want environmentalists and just in general, animal rights activists to start opposing these turbines and solar panels on the basis of animal kills. She said, when I heard about the rate increase, I looked into it further and I realized Wyoming is trying to make a lot of decisions that California originally did. She said she came to UW from California. She says we're putting in more wind turbines and, and everything else. She told the Public Service Commission that in California, wind towers have killed so many birds that eagles and other birds are practically non-existent in the area. She said they have recorded birds 
so that you can feel at home without having to acknowledge the fact that wildlife no longer exists in California. She says, and it worries me and it scares me that in Wyoming we're going down a similar path. She also concluded that there were diminishing returns when the cost of such electric bills rise to such an amount. She told Cowboy State Daily in her research she found figures from U.S. Fish and Wildlife that suggest windmills are killing as much as 28.2% of eagle population in areas where those turbines are located. This is a smart young lady. I am so glad. She did what a lot of people should be doing. She decided just to do a little bit of research. She also said, I found out that the Fish and Wildlife Services are usually underestimating the number of eagles that are actually killed. She said eagles are part of the, our, our American heritage and everything, plus they have a huge impact in different uh, cultures, just as being very patriotic or Native American cultures. She said, I personally don't understand how people are allowed to legally kill that many animal species. Especially agents, especially species that carry such an importance. Here again, I'm just looking at this marveling. I hope that what she said, because you and I have talked about this quite a bit. Okay, uh, we we really have talked. I've talked about it. I know for a long time on this program, many years. I've spent talking about this. It's something that deserves a hell of a lot more attention than it's getting. I often wonder, are they just trying to rid the skies of birds? What's the end game? Let's face it, they're annoying. They're everywhere, filling the skyways and dropping their little droppings on our automobiles, on our homes, and causing billions of dollars of damage every single year, eating gardens right down to the nub, including the seeds. And, of course, we've all seen Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Yes, birds cost the American economy billions of dollars every year in damage and billions of dollars to our economy by slowing down traffic at airports and even bringing down planes by dangerously flying into the engines. So how do we rid the skyways of these pesky creatures? We've found a way. Windmills are the answer. Yes, environmentally friendly because they don't use pesticides. Massive churning windmill blades bring down birds by the hundreds every single day. And thanks to Barack Obama's incentives and subsidies, windmill farms are now popping up around the country. Last year alone, we killed over half a million of these pesky creatures. Maybe right in your own backyard. Join us, won't you? Call your congressman. Ask for more windmills and more windmill subsidies so we can rid the skies of these pesky, costly nuisance creatures we call birds. Brought to you by the Coalition for Cleaner, Safer Skies. So, okay, again, I have to admire this young lady for just joining me. She shows up from University of Wyoming. She shows up in an eagle costume to speak out against, not just the raise in her electricity rates, if that goes through, but what are we doing killing all of these birds? She told the meeting that in addition to bonafide wildlife, there's reasons she also located in Wyoming. It's an affordable lifestyle, she said. She knows several other out-of-state students who feel the same way. They came to Wyoming for various reasons, including affordability. She said when out-of-state students come to Wyoming, not only do they contribute to the population, but they also contribute to the economy. She said, I know the university is a huge player in the economy, and the entire state of Wyoming is affected by our outcomes. She believes Rocky Mountain Power's rate increase, if granted, would discourage out-of-state residents from coming to Wyoming. 
and would hurt our overall economy. She said it could also shut down small business ownership. It doesn't seem like an effective, reliable solution, she said. I really hope these people are listening because this this young lady is just nailing it. She said she's come to her conclusions despite growing up off the grid. She said fueling, powering our generators, solar power, everything else like that was a huge part of my life growing up. And she said, I definitely understand the drive toward how much money we can generally save doing this. But when she was frustrated with the power going out all the time and pleaded with her parents just to connect to the grid because they had power issues. By the way, I would bet if she looked into it, she would find out her parents weren't necessarily saving money with this. Well, they broke down for me exactly how much money they were saving. Yeah, I still think that that's... Yeah, a lot of people say, well, I'm saving money because I have wind and solar panel. Let's take a look at how much it costs you to get wind and solar and to pay it off compared to how much you save on your electric bill. And you'll find out, chances are, you're losing a lot of money. Anyway, she says she doesn't believe that wind and solar can be a 100% solution, which, again, smart young lady. A lot of it doesn't quite add up to saving money, she said. But they want, um, they also want to outsource jobs and shift electricity and power to other places and make Wyoming pay for it. And what it sounds to me like is they're putting people of Wyoming, making them pay for the brunt of it all. She also doesn't understand how it can be saving much money if electricity rates are jumping 30%. She said they want to openly ensure that they themselves as a company don't have financial responsibility in terms of this. And if they're so sure that it all works, it would make sense to me that they would want to prove that by having a financial, being financially responsible instead of putting all of the burden on the Wyoming people. Again, like this young lady, dynamite job, and showing up in the Eagle costume definitely got everybody's attention. She could have said all of that and not necessarily gotten everybody's attention, but showing up in the Eagle costume to talk about all the bird kills. I like her. I think she has a chance. She could possibly go places. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. That's fine. I'll roll with it. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods he is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Eight thirty six at time, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Some of the notes I'm getting, Chet and Yoder, Milo and Fort Danger. Milo's talking about... The story I gave earlier where the city of New York, the mayor, wants to give people plane tickets. If you're an illegal immigrant, they can't take you. We'll give you a plane ticket to wherever you want to go. It's either freeze outside this winter or take us up on that. Milo says, I'm going to ask to go to the Philippines in my Australian accent, mate. Yes, I am here legally. Yeah, why not? 
Uh, Keith says, whatever they do, they have to stay in the United States. They would need a passport to go to other places at the airport. You can only travel the United States uh, illegally. <laughs> I like that. You can only travel the United States illegally. Uh, Eddie John, how about we give them tickets back to where they came from? That would be great. Terrier gal in Fort Collins. These free plane tickets for New York is offering the illegals is being paid for by the people of New York. Yeah. But hey, you know, this is this is what happens when you have a president that and, and he says the border is secure, by the way. Nobody believes him, not even the Democrats at this point. It's gonna be a great topic when we finally get into the presidential debates. Okay, let me ask you. Different topic here. I watch some TV. When it gets to the end of the day, and I'm just exhausted, and I'm ready to go to bed, I'll sit down in front of the television and watch a little bit because I'm winding down, not just physically but mentally. And usually I'll watch some interesting program. Then I go to bed. Other than that, I don't really watch much television. And there have been times in my life where I didn't even have a TV. Especially in today's internet with things like YouTube and other such things. I can go ahead and watch who I want, what I want, when I want. And rarely do I watch entertainment programs. I'm usually learning something, but that's me. I'm a dork that way. But I don't spend a lot of time watching television shows in general. So when people talk to me about their bills, how much it costs them for all of these different networks and so on, you pay that much. People will buy a huge television and get a nice setup. If that's what you like, go for it. And pay loads of money to watch all sorts of different television shows. Okay. Headline, streaming charge. NBC Universal's Peacock loses about $665 million in three months. And they're expected to lose about $2.8 billion in 2023. Now, the story says they lost more than half a billion dollars during the three months of the summer. The latest example of Hollywood streaming carnage... That's been the studio struggling to carve out a profitable piece of the home video market. So we're talking about all of the money that they lost. But also, I have another story here that talks about how a lot of your favorite networks are going way the hell up in price. I mean, way up, way up, trying to charge you a lot more. And people are saying, that's it. Oh, wait a second. Hang on. I'm just I'm just bailing all of them. I'm not watching this. T- I think it's probably good that they keep trying to charge too much. I'm sending Miss Mary a note. Hang on just a second. There we go. Greg is in Laramie. Hello, Greg. Hey, how you doing, Glenn? Good, so what you got? Well, I just kind of want to make a little bit of observation as I listen to all the stuff this week. Um, uh, On the left, we have Greta Thunberg. (laughs) And now on the right, we have Riley Gaines and uh, Margaret Enman. So I do find these elevating young people as, as we talk about these issues somewhat oh i don't know not quite right okay but when you look at the rate increases i think some people are missing connecting some dots because if you look at what they they said that 95 percent of that rate increase was due to rising energy costs Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) i would also point out that america is now exporting more of its energy than ever has in the last few years so that might have something to do with rising energy costs and if you look at the the other report that came out this week that we now have in wyoming an 870 million dollar windfall from those rising energy 
Yeah. So maybe Wyoming could just, you know, take some of that money and give us all a rebate. Or hey, that'd be maybe fun. Could... Yeah. <laughs> that'd probably be a great idea. I'm well, just look, saying, look at it this way. What, to what you're saying, in Alaska, they make so much money off of energy. Every Alaskan citizen gets a check every year for their t- taking that money because th- it's owned by the Alaskan citizen, that energy is. So why can't Wyoming get some kind of a rebate in that? That's not a bad idea. Well, uh, again, I think the Alaska, I think that's finally ended. I don't know when yeah. the last time they got a check. I've been there okay. when they got their checks. I mean, I've never seen more <laughs> refrigerators and washers on the back of trucks in all my life. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just something to think about. Okay. There's more to this thing than... It, and, yeah, and it, is, it is more than just one thing. Those people who say, well, it's because they're getting into wind and solar power that our rates are going up. That's a part of it. But you're right. There's a lot more. In fact, the story I covered yesterday. So Washington State uh, has this thing where they have to pay carbon credits. And that's supposed to be on the taxpayers. But rather than paying carbon credits, the legislator in Washington state found a way to offset it to other states, including Wyoming. So we pay for their carbon credits. That was their idea. Well, we're still waging war on each other. I guess we are, yeah. Interesting thing. (laughs) Yeah, this this is just a mess. This whole thing, Greg, is just a mess at this point, which I would like to clear up. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Okay. Let me see. Miss Mary and I are having a battle. No rush. Uh, We'll get back soon. Okay. Here's what Miss Mary and I are doing. (laughs) I'm just going to clue everybody in, Mary, because this is always a lot of fun. And so we have here this system we're called, well, it's a team system. It's a Microsoft system. That when Mary and I are on the air here, we can talk to each other by typing back and forth. And because they want to make it convenient to save time, sometimes the computer program offers a suggestion. And a lot of times the suggestion makes no sense. So Mary typed up to me, the caller is Greg in Laramie about rate increases. So I selected approved as my auto response. So she collect, she clicked her auto response, thank you for the approval. And I answered, clicking the auto response, let me check. She answered, let me, <laughs> no rush. We'll get back soon. No problem. And I'm going to click, thank you on, for understanding. Okay. <laughs> this is just... Sometimes we get the weird, we have whole conversations with each other, just clicking auto response, and most of it makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, my sister in Lake Wales, when we are winding down and watching TV, we call it rotting in front of the tube. <laughs> it puts us to sleep while our brains are rotting. I agree. There are a few good television shows out there that I do like. I really do. But I, most of the time, I have no interest in what's on television, and I don't get why people spend so much money watching television. I mean, there's people who put a lot of money out to watch all sorts of different kinds of channels and so on, and I just don't, I, I don't understand it. In fact, sometimes I take a look at the kinds of shows which I would never watch in the first place, and I think there's people actually on the air making money at this. 
Do you know that the television show Jersey Shore is back on? You want to talk about brain rot? You you watch Jersey Shore, you will be dumber by the time you're done with it. 845, wake up one. He's not a doctor. Happy to take a look? Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So off we go to the crypt where Frank Gambino is lurking by. So, Frank, I'm just sort of fooling around looking to see what messages I might have gotten on Facebook. And I come across, uh, let's see, this one. Oh, where did it go now? It was a name of a bookstore. And, it, oh, as the plot thickens. Okay. No, okay. So that's good. Uh, well, I like that one. Yeah. There was also uh, the Ellen DeGeneres television show when she did a sitcom. Mm-hmm. The name of her bookstore was Buy the Book, B-U-I. The book. Uh-huh. Okay, that's cool. I like that one too. Let's see. Uh, bookstore names. All Booked Up. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Book Attic. I like that. Books of Wonder. That was pretty good. Uh, Bound to Please. Aha. Uh-huh. Clever. Okay. Fact and Fiction. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that one. I, w- I would like this one. Book them, Dano. D- there we go. Okay. You would have to open that up in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me see. Um, one more page books. Yeah, you know, that's okay. Yeah, yeah rain-free books. That was yeah, pretty good. that's bad. Yeah, you don't like that one. Okay. No. Uh, Tall Tales Bookshop. Okay, not bad. Yeah, the Bookseller, the Bookworm. Yeah, the Bookworm. Yeah, the Little Red Book. Uh, the Prince. Oh, oh, oh. The Prince and the Paper. Like the Prince and the Pauper? Okay, I'll take them. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, no, no, okay. That's, that's good. A used bookstore, Twice Red Books, or Twice Red Tales is called. <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is good. What the book? <laughs> Not bad. Okay. Oh, WTB, this is good. Wait, yeah. A crime bookstore, a bookstore that's, that focuses on crime stories, mm-hmm. a likely story. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Let's see. Uh, book Barnes, Books for Less. Boomerang Books. That's another used bookstore, Boomerang Books. Okay. Um, Hanging Loose Press. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't one. understand that one, too. Okay. Learning Tree. Okay. Mostly books. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Open Books. And, okay. Mm-hmm. We're getting kind of lame here. Uh, I, if I find any clever ones while you're doing your sports report, I'll go ahead and pick them up there. But I, I think. I, I, I like bars that are called the library. And these are bars. Oh, really? No, and they I, actually have books in the bar, yeah, and yeah. the bar is called the library. I like when they say, like, the office. That's another one. Where are you? I'm at the office. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, see? yeah. My wife calls them at the office. Yeah. High school football playoffs start today and tonight statewide. The 4A postseason games will all start at 6 o'clock. Sheridan, there's 9 and 0. They are the defending 4A champions and the number one seed. They'll host 2 and 7 Kelly Walsh this evening. Cheyenne East is the second seed at 8 and 1. They will be at home this evening to take on 3 and 6 Rock Springs. Natrona, the three seed in the 4A playoffs. They're 6 and 3 and they have an interesting game tonight in Casper taking on 4 and 5 Cheyenne Central. And in Gillette, Campbell County will battle Thunder Basin. Both teams are 6 and 3 and won a 9 
nine man Pine Bluffs at six and two. They'll be on the road at seven and one Big Piney and one a six man KC at six and three will be at home to meet five and three Dubois at two. Keep track of all those high school football scores tonight on WildPreps.com. College football: the Wyoming Cowboys at Boise State tomorrow. The folks are looking for their first win ever in Boise on that blue turf, and both teams are coming off bye weeks. Cowboys are five and two overall, two and one in Mountain West play with a loss to the Air Force their last time out. Boise State is a mediocre three and four and two and one in league play with a loss to Colorado State their last time out. Folks hoping to get running back uh, Harrison Whaley back on the field for this game. He missed the Air Force game with a leg injury, and this really could be a compelling game. That starts at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High School Volleyball Regional Tournaments begin today statewide. These are double elimination deals. In the 4A West and Green River, Kelly Walsh will take on Green River at 11.30 in the first round. 4A East Regional ensured in these first round matches. Laramie, the number one seed, plays Natrona at 10. Cheyenne Central at Campbell County at 11.30. Cheyenne Eastern Sheridan at 1. Thunder Basin will play Cheyenne South at 2.30. In 3A, the East Regional and Moorcroft. Glen Rock will play Wheatland. The 2A East is in right. Pine Bluffs will take on Tongue River in round 1. And defending champion Burns will play Sundance. In 1A, the 1A East and Hewlett Midwest plays Rock River at 10.30 this morning. KC will take on Southeast at noon. Keep track of all the volleyball scores on wildpreps.com. In college volleyball, the way I mean, Cowgirls beat Boise State and Laramie last night. 25-14, 25-15, 25-17. are 16 and six overall, five and six in Mountain West play. They'll host Utah State on Saturday afternoon. Tonight in Laramie, the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will host Metro State in an exhibition game at 6.30. Cowboys are coming off an utterly forgettable season in 2022-23 and then a large collection of players just left the program due to the, for the, through the portal. One of the main newcomers, Mason Walters from Jamestown University in North Dakota, suffered a thumb injury and he could be out 10 to 12 weeks. He was the NAIA Player of the Year last season. Game time at 6.30 tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. There is a place, I'm trying, I, you know, I might get it wrong, it's in Cheyenne okay. called Bad Ideas. Okay. That's a bar name. Oh, okay. There's also the Booby <laughs> Trap. Yeah. Uh, the Burp Castle. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Burp Castle? Okay. Froggy Bottom Pub. I'm not sure what to do with Froggy that. Froggy Bottom there. Pub. And what is with the Naughty Rabbi? That's actually a name for a bar. The Naughty Rabbi. I don't know, but that's what they... Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I want to go check... Well, no, yeah. maybe I don't. <laughs> no, maybe you don't. No. I, I don't know how bad rabbis can get. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, didn't, that. I didn't... That was the first time me. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of the time, but wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday. Glad you made it. Hello, Dirt Mom. She's in Riverton. Just one of several people sending me notes here, and I also have, was it uh, Java Dave and Cheyenne? You can text me while I'm on the air. The wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. And then just hit the chat option and send me text messages. Also, this program becomes a podcast every day when I'm done with it. And it's condensed. Rather than being a four-hour show, we throw out news and weather and a bunch of the commercials and things like that and condense it way down. So using the Wake Up Wyoming app, again, free to download at the App Store 
on the left side of the toolbar, which runs across the middle, touch on demand, then touch Wake Up Wyoming, and then select the episode that you want. There you go. Also, a lot of the funny bits that you hear on this program are produced in-house. And Miss Mary has slowly been releasing season one, season two, so you can go back and listen to a lot of those funny bits as well. So again, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. How will the world end? Well, the sun will run out of fuel in about four billion years or so. And actually before that, it will begin to, to swell up, expand. And so we think the Earth will get incinerated. Do you think we might be able to do something about it? Stop it being incinerated? Yeah, stop it being incinerated. Oh, the, the sun burning the Earth. Can't we put it out with a big hose or something? It's an inevitable consequence of the laws of nature. You're, you're pleased with that, are you? You're happy with that? You can live with that? Well, there's nothing I can do. I mean, also, the Andromeda gas is going to hit us. The Andromeda galaxy, a whole galaxy is going to hit us. Yeah, on about the same time scale, actually. So as the sun runs out of fuel and expands and incinerates the Earth, a galaxy of 400 billion stars is going to collide with us. You're much gloomier than I expected, because you're quite smiley. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's quite a long time in the future. Yeah, okay. Well, we got to think about these things anyway. All right. Some people like to vent before we get to the weekend. It makes them feel better, and it's safer for us to be around them, which is why it's good at this time, usually June calls from Mills. Hey, Jude. Hey, good morning. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, they did a committee, federal government, and it was called the Natural Resource Committee. Yeah. And Harriet serves on that, and so does that Bobart out of Cal- uh, Colorado. Right. Well, our guy from Oil and Gas Commission testified, I think it was Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, before this House committee. And some of the information that he had was just absolutely astounding because all of these, uh, this 30-30 program, the beautifying America, that they want to take all this land out of use down in Rock Springs and stuff. Now, this ties into Rocky Mountain Valley. Okay, um, they want to take all this land out of use, the natural gas fields. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to give solar and wind an 80% reduction in in taxes. But they're going to up the bonds and the taxes on the oil and gas industry. And this fellow, I can't remember his name, but um, I mean, the truck. But he was saying that now that they're going to do that 80% reduction for solar and wind, that they're going to gouge the oil and gas industry. And 85% of our oil and gas development in Wyoming is by smaller mom and pop outfits. Basically, going to get to destroy our energy is what they're going to do with this 30 by 30 project. Okay, so now you've got Rocky Mountain tied into this. How? Because they're the ones putting up all these solar and all of this uh, wind towers and stuff. Okay, now if they're going to get an 80% reduction in taxes and they're going to continue to get subsidies for these wind towers and solar panels, and they bought, what was it, $89 billion last year because they did bad investments in these wind and solars. We need to pull their subsidies. And somebody needs to tell Rocky Mountain Power, you're not getting 30%. Because with winter coming on, there's going to be a whole lot of frozen people up there 
Sure. Uh, and that's where a lot of this turns around, as you've seen, Judy, in Europe, for example. They still say, oh, we're going to go to net zero. In the meantime, they're turning back on their coal plants and nuclear power plants. Because, you yeah. know, those voters really just will not put up with being cold or too hot in the summertime. And so now the politicians have to do something about it. Well, our politicians better do something about it before we have a riot up here because yeah. I'm not paying 30% more on my electric bill because they made bad investments. Right. Yeah, we definitely need to start as a voters electing people who think more in free market terms. Yeah, and carbon credit, like John Grassle loves carbon credit. I'm going, what are you, a moron? Yeah. You know, plants soak up CO2. That's yeah. what makes them green and grow. And here you're going to try to carbon capture? Yeah, we, we, we have too many idiots in this state that have been bought off by this wind and solar garbage. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, I yeah. know. It makes my head want to explode, too. And Governor I Gordon do. going to Harvard University to talk about Wyoming not being net zero, but, you know, carbon negative. No, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. And Barrasso, too. All right. And anybody else who's on board with this. I w- you know what? I would like to see our legislators make it a law. Where if you're invested in this wind and solar, you can't hold office okay. anywhere. Anywhere. Anyway, thank you for letting me back. All right. You feel I better now? Good. Okay. All right. Have, Have a great weekend. Yeah. So now it's safe for us to go outside because Judy vented. We'll have a good weekend because of that. See, the show is therapy. Let me explain the show to you. See, literally, yeah, I sit, because it's a radio studio, the walls are padded. So literally, I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. And you are the voices of my head. Back over to Dirt Mom in Riverton. And on that note, she says, it amazes me how stupid people are in thinking that they are saving the, uh, saving the capture of organic fuels. Where the heck... Do they think oil comes from to make these things go? And she's talking about wind turbines. And she said, sorry, just aggravated. Yeah, I know, you're venting, and I get that too. Well, and that's where I've pointed out before, Dirt Mom, many times, there is absolutely no way, no way to make wind or solar or electric cars without petroleum and coal. There are actually ingredients in these things. Wind and solar, electricity and electric vehicles cannot be produced without petroleum products and coal. Those are ingredients that go into it. So if people want to keep it in the ground, they're not going to have anything. On that note, you're going to love this one. A German employer now is docking the wages of employees who eat meat and drive automobiles. I, I don't know if I would quit or sue, but all right. Not only politicians, but also companies are starting to get hysterical when it comes to the cult of climate change. You know, there are now drastic wage cuts in this company of employees drive to work or eat meat. The German Apollo News reports the source of, and I can't pronounce the name of this company, is penalizing its employees with climate fines based on individual CEO footprints calculated by the club, decisions made for their salaries as penalties for climate-unfriendly behaviors. 
It's also probably a dream of many to be employed by a professional sport. Oh, this is a sports team. Okay. The club will probably get away with it. Unhappy employees can easily just be replaced. I would just, again, I don't know. Would I quit? Sue both. I don't know. But the current environment of severe skilled workers and shortages and other companies and so on, extremely, people are, in Germany anyway, people are hesitant to quit their jobs because of the economy in Germany right now. So according to them, let me see, these employees, I wonder what the, if we take a look at this, what do the big, since this is the big sporting venue there we're talking about. What do the big shot CEOs and owners of the company do? How big are their carbon footprints? Okay, so compensation takes place by deducting corresponding monetary directly. Okay, they deduct it directly from the employee's salary. Wow. You know, if I were just to quit, I would not be able to read my letter of resignation on the air. I'm not allowed to use that kind of language. Wake up, Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 9.21's the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. So now, Mary, that was really funny. Something our listeners should know, she said, by now, when it comes to when you call the show and give you give her your name, she has the hearing of a Starbucks barista, so... <laughs> <clears throat> is this Pat? Maybe not. Uh, Who, who's on the phone with No, you? this is yeah. uh, Fat Boy. Fat Boy. Okay, she was afraid to say Fat Boy. I should have gone with Fat Boy because I thought I was going to be insulting someone. But she said, no, it's either Pat Boyd or Fat Boy. She wasn't sure. <laughs> it was Fat Boy. No, that's Fat Boy from Wyoming. Okay, Fat Boy. Oh, no, I, I understand. Just Mary was very confused by what she said there. So, okay. Well, what you got for us today? Yeah, well, thank you for taking my call, Glenn. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, Judy should run for governor of Wyoming. Wait, who who again? Judy. Oh, Judy. Oh, 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 Judy. Okay. No, no, I think that would be really dangerous, um, especially because Wyoming has thermonuclear weapons. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> she also, I think... She, I think she could subsidize her income yeah. if she was to sell tickets. Sure. To like when she's watching the news. Yeah. That we could. Uh, oh have my God! Go yeah. and watch her. Yeah. That, oh, that would make a ton of money. Okay, talk about reality television. It would be interesting if she ran for governor because that means she would have to debate. Imagine what that debate would look like. <laughs> well, you I'd could, love to watch. You could sell tickets to that. That could be pay-per-view television. We can make a ton of money. I think so. Okay. I think so. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Thanks for waiting through that long break. I appreciate it. See, now, <laughs> uh, so Mary was worried. She thought Pat in Wyoming, I think the name was Pat Boyd or Fat Boy. And I was afraid to say Fat Boy because I didn't want to insult somebody. But he was actually going by Fat Boy. So let's <laughs> just make it. This whole week has been really great. Okay. So Fire Pit Paul was sent me a note here because we were talking about some of these wind and solar and stuff. 20th Century Motor Company. Who is John Gull? Absolutely. On that note, headline reads, EV market is looking ugly. 
The first obstacle for any product is building a customer base, the story says. Getting their product into the hands of enough satisfied people to help drive demand for more, whatever it might be. If your widget, in this case, has a particular application in everyday life and does some aspect of it, you know, have that, well, even more so. I mean, it'll sell faster. People like it. They'll, they'll rush to the bank to get money to buy this. Okay, well, past examples would be restaurant chains, Chipotle's. I mean, we can give all sorts of different examples of products, but let's go to the point of this article. Has Biden's EV revolution lost its spark already? Because when they initially started to push this, there were some people that were sort of interested in it, but the number of returns for electric vehicles has been high. Out of the people who purchased them, a lot of people have just returned them and went back to the internal combustion engine. Story says experts say motors are rejecting White House push for electric vehicles as Ford and GM both scale back production. Yeah, Ford and GM are losing a ton of money on this, so they're scaling back production. Despite initially promising sales, America now seems increasingly disinterested in swapping their internal combustion engine for electric equivalents. The story says electrification is a governmental and environmental initiative. It is not customer driven, which is where I've said before, when it comes to any kind of a business, you cannot create an artificial economy. And you can't guilt people into buying something either. You have to buy this vehicle to save the planet. If you try to do that, they don't, you know, people aren't going for that. They're not believing you. But if you actually do have a better product at a better price, they'll go with it. The story says the demand for electrified vehicles is not meeting our supply. Uh, so if we're at a point where manufacturers may have to pare back the EV initiative because of a new set of buyers, you know, they're going, the buyers are going back to the internal combustion engine. What are we going to do? A sweeping first-of-its-kind analysis published by the think tank Texas Public Policy Institute concludes that electric vehicles will cost tens of thousands of dollars more if it were not. Well, they they didn't need to study that. You and I have been talking about that for a long time. Between tax breaks and subsidies, which are two different things, okay? Tax breaks and subsidies are two different things. Take those away, and there's no way anybody except for the ultra-rich would be able to afford these things. Now... According to this report authored by energy experts, the average model of 2021 would cost about, uh, well, we're talking about $60,000 or more. Okay, and then it gets into the, for a, for a small vehicle. And then we get into the whole problem of it's not net zero and so on. Now, according to a California Energy Commission assessment, California will need more than 2.4 million public charging stations to accommodate everybody driving electric cars and trucks. They don't have that, and they're not producing enough, neither are we selling them enough electricity to charge all of that. So then it gets into that problem. Now, real quick on this, because I'm running out of time in this segment, but I did come across a story. Uh, Here we go. Toyota chairperson, the head of Toyota. It's regular users who are the ones who suffer when government regulations try to, well, 
attract buyers and automakers into EV? Well, it's sparking uh, the public ahead. It's basically ahead of what demand is, and demand has never reached the point of where the government was telling the automakers, make this many automobiles and people are going to come buy them. Well, that many people aren't coming and buying. That's the problem. Again, it's an artificial economy. And even the head of Toyota recognizing it, and Ford is scaling back. You get the idea, right? All right, coming up on some local business. Hello, Larry. He's in Casper. There's more from Chet and Yoder. I'll read your note in just a minute. Blue Eyes and Douglas. People who are using the Wake Up Wyoming app to text me while I'm on the air, which I'll go ahead and answer back. And you can change the subject to anything you want when we're done with this next news and information break. I'll roll with it. That's fine. Triple A 97 Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Yes, you can go ahead and interrupt me if you have to. That's not a problem. Triple eight ninety-seven woods. One more thing on electricity prices and wind farms and so on. Now I'd mentioned here in Wyoming, of course, they want to raise our electricity prices by up to nearly thirty percent. And the electric company is saying that has nothing to do with wind and solar. I think it has some to do with it. Not entirely everything, but it does have some to do with it. So I don't think they're being completely genuine about that. Then I pointed out in New York and the New England states and so on, how those wind companies that are putting up wind turbines want a lot more money to do it. No, I mean a lot more money. And that's going to go directly to the customer. So there you go. Now, there's this story. Electricity prices must rise by 70% to pay for more wind farms. Now, this is over in the U.K. Remember what we were told about this stuff. That is going to be, and we're still told, it's uh, clean, green, affordable, reliable, sustainable. And I've been arguing, and none of that is true. None of that. It's not even green. It's actually bad for the environment. Wind and solar is, for a multitude of reasons, but... Let's just focus on affordability for a minute. So not only have we had problems here in Wyoming, are having them right now. Other states that went with a lot of wind power, even Texas, but also California and so on, their electricity prices are through the roof. European countries have intermittent energy and high energy prices. When are we going to learn this? All right, so here's the story. No new wind farms will be built uh, off Britain's shores unless the government lets operators earn more money from the electricity they produce, according to the county chair of one of the government wind operations. They need to raise prices by as much as 70% in order to entice companies to build in the first place. Wow, that's huge. His Warning following discussions as a result of offshore, you know, around trying to build some more offshore. Mr. Glover said it's uh, the whole thing is just clumsy. I guess that's a word for it. Failure to increase prices and offer developers a way to actually make some money off of this rather than lose money. Now, they're already getting, not just in the UK, but here in America, 
Subsidies and tax breaks, which again, those are two different things. A subsidy is not a tax break. A tax break is not a subsidy. Those are two different things. But they get them both. And then they want to increase our utility prices on top of that, even though they're asking even for more subsidies and more tax breaks. Then they want to increase how much we have to pay. And that's what's happening here in the U.K. as well. Everybody there in the U.K. was told this is going to be, again, I can argue the whole clean thing. That's garbage. It's not clean energy, nor is it sustainable. It certainly is not reliable. We've learned that. As far as its affordability, this is out the window now. It's not even affordable. So everybody's being asked to pay a lot more money for energy that is nothing, that it was not any of the promises are coming true. So why are we paying more for this? How about just return the sender at this point? Okay, the story says in particular... The article fails to point out the prices mentioned about all the way back in 2012, which, uh, you know, again, what the, what people were told, it's going to cost you this much money back in 2012. And it turned out to be a lot more expensive now. Oh, gosh, what a shocker. So government, government told you that something would be more affordable when they take it over. And it turned out to be greatly more expensive and unreliable. Gosh, what a shocker. Much like not just when the United States government, but when European countries, UK especially, they take over health care. We're going to make health care. Uh, it's available to everybody. And it's going to be really affordable, if not free. And it turns out to be a horrible system that not only doesn't provide health care, I mean, it's intermittent at bed. I mean, good luck getting good health care in the U.K. There's people that I know, one in particular over there, has been needing a knee replacement for uh, over a decade now. All right. So it's – and then you see how much is taken out of their paycheck. Even here in America with Obamacare, your health care was supposed to be more accessible and more affordable, and the opposite of that happened. And I've mentioned before, college – Government's going to take over college, and especially college loans and so on. And college was supposed to be, because of that, more accessible and more affordable. And yet students are graduating, having taken a bunch of courses that really don't help them and get any job. It did, they didn't really learn anything that was worth a squat. And they had to pay outrageous amounts of money for it as well. Into massive debt they'll never be able to repay back. And this is your government fixing something. So when government comes along and says, we're going to make sure energy is good for the environment, you know it's going to be horrible for the environment. And we're going to make sure it's sustainable, which means it's not going to be. It's reliable. It's intermittent at best. It's going to be affordable. Really? Everything that they promised that it would be turns out not to be true. And the U.K. is finding this out as well. Hey, guys, we're going to have to massively increase how much you pay for electricity. And by the way, electricity is going to be intermittent. Just go back to burning coal. Just make sure you burn coal in the clean way. Don't worry about your CO2 emissions. Just don't burn it like China does. That's all you have to do, right? 942 is the time. Wake up one. 
Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the crypt where Frank Gambino is lurking by. Hey, Frank, what did you dress up as for Halloween as a kid? A um, couple times I was a baseball player. Okay. One time I was, uh, and this was like uh, during the Apollo launches. I was yeah. an astronaut. Wow, that's not bad. Okay, I understand the baseball player thing. Ever anything scary? You know what those stupid. Masks. I think I was a dog. Oh, okay. That's not so scary. Would, were you a rabid dog at least? No. no like, okay. like, like Clifford the, the <clears throat> okay. dog. Now, see, my parents sports. never got me any of those plastic Halloween costumes, and I didn't want one anyway. So I actually almost every single year went as Dracula. Well, all you needed was like a sheet. Okay. Well, first off, I'd slick my hair back. Okay. Okay. Now, always had to have the plastic fangs. Yes. That went in the mouth. That was good. Then my mom had one of these uh, cloaks that the nurses wore in World War II, the heavy wool ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But to me as a little kid, that went all the way down to the floor. Well, that'd be the perfect rope type thing for Dracula. Especially because we would have to go out in the cold and trick or treat. And where kids today go out, like this coming Halloween, they're going to have to go out in cold. And that means they're going to have to put coats over their costumes. What's the point of the costume? Well, I, I think what happens is is the, is the parents drop them off in the car at one end of the block. Yeah. They hit the block up and then pick them up at the other end of the block and then go to the next block. Wait, I just thought of our million-dollar idea. Now, I will investigate this while you're doing sports. Okay. But what if, for colder climates, we invented Halloween costumes that were like coats and so on? So rather than they put on their costume and then they have to put a coat over it hiding the costume, yeah. the coat is the costume. Right. Yeah. We need an all-weather yes. Halloween costume yeah. for the northern states. It helps if you're going as the Incredible Hulk. That's easy. You're already bulked up. Yeah, but but does it help if you're going as Taylor Swift? No, it doesn't. No. And anything... And Taylor Swift is not all that scary. I'm sorry to tell you. Well, no, she's not. But I'll, I'll, I will bet you that a lot of people are going to be dressing up as Taylor Swift. Really? This includes... Adults. Well, I know a lot of adults are going to be dressing up as Taylor Swift, especially when the husbands come home and, hey, honey, I bought you a Taylor Swift costume. Oh. You know, that's going to happen. <laughs> and the wife is like, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to. Yeah. Okay. But no, I honestly do think, though, that I, I'm going to look it up while you're doing sports. Hey. Are people making costumes out there that are warm enough for winter weather? That way the kid doesn't have to hide their costume under a coat. Yeah. What do they do in Alaska? High school football playoffs begin today statewide, uh, today and tonight, and the 4A postseason games will all start at 6 p.m. Sheridan is the number one seed in 4A. They're 9-0. and They will host 2-7 and Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East is the second seed at 8-1. and They will be at home to take on Rock Springs, who's 3-6. and Natrona is the third seed. They sport a record of 6-3. and They have a, an interesting home game tonight in Casper, taking on 4-5 and Cheyenne Central. And in July, it'll be Campbell County, the fourth seed against Thunder Basin, the five seed. Both teams are 6-3. and three. And 
and one eight nine man Pine Bluffs at six and two with a long road trip over to Big Piney who's seven and one. One eight six man Casey at six and three will be at home to meet five and three Dubois at two PM. Keep track of all the football scores tonight on Yopreps.com. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a roadie tomorrow at Boise State. Folks are looking for their first win ever on that blue turf in Boise. Both teams are coming off by weeks. Cowboys are five and two overall, two and one a mountain was play with a loss to Air Force their last time out. Boise State just just three and four. What's happening to these guys? Two and one in league play with a loss to CSU their last time out. And the last play of the game. Folks uh, trying to get running back Harrison Whaley back on the field for the game. He missed the Air Force contest with a leg injury. And he's been very, very productive in that running spot when he's been in there. This could be a very, very compelling game. We'll start at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon in Boise. We'll have that for you on KT Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Regional High School Volleyball Tournaments begin today statewide. These are double elimination deals. The top four in each region will qualify for the state tournament that will be next week in Casper. 4A West will be in Green River with Kelly Walsh taking on Green River at 11.30. 4A East Regional in Sheridan. Laramie, the number one C, will play in the Toronto. That will get started here in a few minutes. Then Cheyenne Central takes on Campbell County at 11.30. Cheyenne East and Sheridan at 1. Thunder Basin plays Cheyenne South at 2.30. The 3A East Regional in Moorcroft. Glenrock draws Wheatland in the first round. In the 2A East is in right. Pine Bluffs will take on Tongue River in round one. Defending champion Burns playing Sundance in the opening round. The 1A East will be in Hewlett. Midwest plays Rock River at 10.30 this morning. KC will meet Southeast at noon. And keep track of all those volleyball scores today and tomorrow on wildpreps.com. College Volleyball, the Wyoming Cowgirls beat Boise State and Laramie last night 25-14, 25-15, 25-17. So they're 16-6 and overall, 5-6 and in Mountain West play. They'll host Utah State on Saturday afternoon. Tonight in Laramie, the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will host Metro State in an exhibition game at 6.30. Cowboys were just a complete train wreck last season and lost a large collection of players through the portal. So they basically are starting over. That is a 6.30 start tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio Casper and KCGY. There are some warm costumes out there. Uh, the big marshmallow guy from Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's t- a good one. Or T-Rex the- costumes are yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. A cat or a dog costume. Right. A Bigfoot costume. Oh, uh, See, of course. Really you know, like, maybe there. the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Uh, here's a kid dressed as a giant pumpkin. <laughs> a Winnie the Pooh costume. Those are good, okay. yeah. So you can find some costumes out there that are actually really warm. But, Frank, we can make a lot of money here because there's not much out there. Most of these costumes are really kind of thin. And, again, once the kid puts a coat over it, you can't see yeah. it anymore. They need so. to get smaller. Like, you know, you ever see those mascots at sporting events for yeah. college football? Yeah. Just miniature ones. Yeah, those go. things are warm. And the little screen oh, that you can see in there. hot you know? inside. Oh, you, yeah. And you can swallow the other kid. I've seen that happen. <laughs> Let's wake up, my own.